You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye and Domino's. Five defeats in Delhi have finally managed to open their account this season with a four-wicket win over Kolkata in New Delhi. With me, of course, is Ayaz Memon. Ayaz, a win like this, you can't even celebrate thinking it's the start of a resurgence because, frankly, the match had no business reaching the last over. It's amazing. It's amazing what we saw because, you know, this this looked like it would be a cakewalk for Delhi playing in their, in their home ground. Uh, and with a very modest target to chase, I thought actually Kolkata must have been very disappointed at the at the break that they had managed to put up what less than less than 135 on a pitch which actually you know suggested when they were batting that you know maybe 160 165 would have been par. But as we saw, there was a, there was you know there was no pace at all in the pitch, and I think cleverly Kolkata had packed the team with uh, playing eleven with uh, slow bowlers and spinners. That's where they've been putting all their resources in the, in the bowling department. As you can see, they are not using Tim Southey, Lockie Ferguson, international bowlers, keeping them aside for using the spinners, and it almost almost paid dividends. But one must say that Delhi made a hash of the chase, and especially the manner in which David Warner, after another half century, he got out, and then Manish Pandey. These are the two experienced players. So too Mitch Marsh, and it was left to Akshar Patel, I think, to you know kind of show the path. Or show the way, albeit in very, very, you know, daunting circumstances. Uh, I will have more questions regarding all of those players in a bit. Let me just get you all the scores. The start of play was delayed by an hour due to rain, and Delhi snatched the momentum in the second over, sending back Litton Das on four. Centurion from the last game, Venkatesh Iyer, uh, got out on a duck to knock here while Jason Roy, making his debut, held fort at the other end as uh, wickets fell. Nitesh on four, Mandeep on twelve, Rinku on six. Roy made forty-three before he too fell, and Kolkata were ninety-four for eight in fifteen overs. Andre Russell though added some late runs, including uh, three sixes in the final over of uh, Mukesh Kumar before Kolkata were bowled out for 127. Ishant, Nokhir, uh, Akshar, and Kuldeep picked two wickets each. In the chase, David Warner once again top scored for Delhi with a half century. Prithvi Shaw's struggles continued as he got out on 13. The home team was 73 for three in 10 overs, but they did manage to make a nail biter out of this one as well. After 15 overs, 24 were needed of 30 before Manish Pandey also got out, and in the end, it was eight from eight. Akshar though managed to hit the winning runs with four balls to spare as Delhi closed the victory. Tough question, I asked, but your player of the match today. Well, I mean, all things considered, I would think it should be David Warner, fifty-nine, which was a good innings till he got out, of course. Uh, preferably, he should have seen the seen the team through till 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 the win. But you know, in a low-scoring match, when you make almost half the runs that your time is, uh, your team is chasing, I wouldn't look too far beyond him. And especially on a pitch where all bowlers were succeeding, he was possibly the only batsman who looked in command till the time he was there. Uh, I know we've discussed David Warner quite a bit so far this season already. You know, yet another half century from him. But just the other batters in this team. I mean, you know, I mean Manish Pandey sort of supporting him now that he's you know been selected to play in the last couple of games. Akshar Patel also stepping up. But this is a team with like Prithvi Shaw, Mitch Marsh, Phil Salt. Why is it coming down to just like we almost always end up seeing Warner just being the top scorer? How how is this? How Delhi come down to this? 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's a mystery, isn't it? Uh, Prithvi Shaw, he was in such great form last year. And he's, he's, he's such a explosive batsman, as we all know. But he just has not been able to put a foot right this season. Even in this match, he just seemed to be all, all at sea against the uh, slow bowlers and lost his wicket very early. Mitch Marsh is another guy who can win a match of his own bat. He has to spend maybe about... Six, seven overs, eight overs in the middle, and you can see the difference he makes to his team. But he's not spending that time, so they are really suffering Delhi uh, because there's really virtually no support for uh, for Warner at the top. And then it all depends on how Akshar Patel kind of you know ends up or delivers in the in the finishing overs, or Manish Pandey as he has done. Even this match, though the manner in which he got out was, I thought. Asking for, uh, you know, was a recipe for disaster. That it didn't happen is is a stroke of luck. But Manish Pandey should have known better than that. But Warner, all said and done, is becoming a one show for one man show for Delhi, and that is not sustainable in a league which is so competitive and runs for so long. That's true. I just wanted to also talk about Prithvi Shaw a little more. 47 runs in the six matches he's played so far this season, including two ducks. Now, this is a guy who was believed to be, you know, in, in top form as he came into the season, triple century in January, in the longest format. But then, you know, Ayaz, I'm sure you've interacted with these players enough. Could you just, like, maybe help me understand, like, is it just, like, the change in dressing room? You know, is a player more comfortable in, like, say, a Mumbai dressing room? Or, you know, is, is the, the home page? Or it, what changes to, like, just... See this completely different Prithvi just four months down the line. Yeah, but you know, this is a dressing room or a dugout that he's been a part of. I mean, he's one of the players retained. He's one of the players covet, coveted by the franchise. So he should be actually in the vanguard to, you know, to, to lift the, the side with his performances. He just seems to be, you know, kind of, he's got the ground cut from under him. And it seems to me that he's doing it on his own. It's not somebody else who's doing it. So, while he's made runs in the domestic season and heading into the season, it looked like this might be a redemption song for him because he was not too long back touted as the next big thing in Indian cricket. But that seems to be, you know, that seems to be running away from him very rapidly if this season is any indication. Just a quick question. Do you see them getting back Sarfaraz Khan at any stage, maybe giving him a longer run? I would imagine so. I mean, look, had they lost this match, then they would have gone in for more experimentation rather than playing the same team. And then, you know, because you're out of the running. This this win gives them a slender hope that they can still make it to the playoffs. So they might want to choose their best combo and not experiment. I'm not saying that Sarfra is not part of the best combo. But, yeah, I mean, Sarfra also blew his chance, or you know, in the first couple of games. This was an opportunity for him to come good. So, we'll have to wait and see. You know, it, it now, Delhi's you know, progress in this tournament also depends on how some of the other teams fare. You know, if, if the other teams start struggling, then Delhi, Delhi can get an opening and then maybe, just maybe, you know, climb themselves, climb themselves out of this hole. Yeah, Delhi do have eight matches left this season. Just talking about teams making wholesale changes. Kolkata made four changes that Nitesh Rana couldn't even remember at the toss. But you know, um, this was one of the biggest losses, uh, defeats of the season. Three players playing their first match. I mean, you know, was that a big, uh, big, um, um, you know, punt by, you know, the franchise after two defeats to just go for like big changes? I mean, the fact that you make so many changes means you are punting or you're experimenting, you know, whatever you want to call it. I think this may be a combination of chief coach uh, Chandrakant Pandit and captain Nitish Rana, who is a Delhi boy. You know, he knows Delhi extremely well, the stadium, the pitch and the, you know, the outfield, everything. And maybe he believed that this was one way to win the match, pack it with spinners and it almost paid off. 
so you can't fault the team management too much but i think kolkata also need to be a little wary because you know they've been a bit up and down when they played well they've looked brilliant when they haven't played well they've looked rather mediocre and you you can't depend on only on your spinners all the time you also need you know support from the the fast bowlers and obviously you need batsmen to score runs i still think that they will be a different team if the two west indians start firing which is sunil narayan and andre russell russell did for a bit not enough to win the match I think the one change though that did work for them was bringing Jason Roy to open right I mean he's been available for the last 3 games he came in as a replacement for Shakib Al Hasan scored a century in the PSL just in March uh, made 43 today so that's a play I think they will continue with in the opening slot Yes I think they will Jason Roy Lytton Das had an opportunity he couldn't make too much of the of the chance that came his way So Jason Roy is a destructive batsman. He struggled on this pitch. He's not just he's not adjusted as yet. I think to the to the pitches here. Uh, I don't know what the practice pitches have been like in Kolkata, but we all know how destructive he can be. And I think they will you know they will persist with him. I don't know about Lytton Das, but Jason Roy is is one guy who can just give them that fillip that they need in terms of making runs. Okay, just the one last question before I let you go. I asked uh, Chennai versus Hyderabad. Just the one game on Friday tomorrow. Chennai versus Hyderabad uh, in Chennai. Chennai, of course, go up to eight points if they do win that game tomorrow. You think that's that's the way the result is going to be headed? Yeah, I mean, look, they came back uh, home. They're they're back home after having a recorded a very good win against uh, against Bangalore in Bangalore. Yes, they made two twenty six and Bangalore put up a stiff fight. but a victory is a victory and i think chennai is looking far more you know a, a a a team which is far more cohesive uh, there's you know all slots seem to have been found players players for all slots have to, seem to have been found and the players seem to have understood what their roles are quite well so rutraj gaikwad is one guy who's who suffered a bit of a slump after a rousing start to the season but you know he's not looked out of form and they'll be hoping that he and devin conway will give them the start that helps win matches and of course then there are all the others including Jadeja and not forgetting Dhoni who's short you know sparkle who showed the spark and some of his vintage form even if it is in cameos okay, and it is a home game for them so that one's always uh, expected to be exciting thank you so much ayaz uh, we will get be back with ayaz tomorrow with the result of that game thank you man thank you bye bye That was today's episode of the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd Khayal Jo Ghar Ko Ghar Banaye and Dominoes. This is a Quint original podcast, executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Menra Dorji Sahani, produced and edited by Pratik Lidhu and Anjali Palord, and a special thanks to our guest Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to the Quinn's podcast.